You are listening to Saturdays with the Story Dude, a bi-weekly podcast about the world of screenwriting, screenwriters, and of course, the television and film business. I'm your host, Jared Dean Winchester, and, you know, we're using technology to do our writing, our production of films and other content, but have we ever stopped to think that when it comes to writing our screenplays, this actually goes for screenwriters, now, have you ever thought about the possibility that instead of typing it onto a screenwriting software, now this is only for the initial draft, to get your ideas flowing, to get your juices flowing, has anyone thought about handwriting their script and comparing it to simply just typing it? Now, I'm going to give you my personal experience doing this. Just a few weeks ago, or rather, correction, just a few days ago, I went out to my local stationery retailer, Stables, and I purchased a fountain pen. That's right, folks, a fountain pen. Now, why did I do this? I believe that, or rather, I realized that by doing so, by writing out my thoughts or by writing out my ideas, anything that came to mind, if I simply wrote that down, it did help with me having a natural flow of my thoughts, a natural flow of ideas especially when it comes to the conceptualization of my ideas. Now, I'm pretty sure other writers will be benefiting from this too. And I'm going to point to a uh, Konnikova study done in 2014, which found that when kids wrote texts by hand, they produce more words more quickly than on the keyboard. But they also express more ideas. Now, I will have to say, it has something to do with cognitive writing, conceptual writing. Now, what the hell does that mean? When you handwrite your ideas down and it flows naturally. When that happens, the combination of you generating your ideas in your brain while the natural flow of writing takes place, which means you are physically, literally writing out, shaping each letter 
of each word and you are consciously doing it. Now, granted, mistakes are made when you're writing and you either have to erase it, cross that mistaken word out, and then continue on. And in a lot of times, that can look ugly. But you know what they say, practice makes perfect. Now, practicing your handwriting makes you a better writer. However, I found this is me as this is the screenwriting me talking. I found that handwriting my ideas down or handwriting the first few pages of my script made my brain flow. I was able to produce even more ideas. Now, why won't more and more screenwriters do this? Now, I'm going to give you the good news and I'm going to give you the bad news. Now, the good news here is I found a product called the Initial Screenwriters Draft Pad or something to that. Now, the idea of this product or this pad was it has specially formulated lines or special lines where if you photocopy the paper, the lines won't show up. Now, this is specifically designed so you can handwrite your screenplay or pages of your screenplay and then photocopy the screen, the pages with just the text, just the text that you've written on a white piece of paper. Now, I started doing this. I initially started doing this by pencil. I used a pencil to do this because it's easy to rub it out. If I made a mistake, easy for me to take an eraser, rub it out, continue going with the correct word. Now, I'm hoping to get to a stage where I would stop and think, then put my words down. However, given the fact that this way allowed me to have a natural flow of my ideas, I really think that once that flow is complete, once you've come up with the ideas, once you've thought about something about your screenplay, like preferably the plot or the, the scene or the characters or whatever it is that you were working on, I would imagine that this is when, once you've done this, you input this into a computer, like you type it out for distribution. Now, this is for a cleaner distribution, but I believe when it comes to the process of conceptualization and pre-production of your screenplay, this will be helpful to 
get a natural rhythm flowing, a natural flow of ideas into your brain. I know it did me. Unfortunately, now this is the bad news. The product or the pad is no longer available, which is kind of sad because I wanted to see more of that product. It will help us screenwriters have a better conceptualization workflow and pump out content easily instead of just sitting in front of a computer trying to wreck our brains to come up with ideas. Plus, this is actually being reported about the whole handwriting thing by pldliteracy.org. Trust me on this one, guys. When you write your next screenplay, choose to write by hand before you input into your screenwriting software rather than just going to it and then start working on it straight away. I also believe that this will be a better exercise for conceptualization of characters. Now, I know there are software programs out there that will help us do this, but simple, cheap, and or free way of doing this, of developing characters, will be a notepad and a pen or a notepad and a pencil. So that's where the benefits lie. Now, if you remember the Palmer method of penmanship, which I believe is a good way to get your handwriting fluent and your ideas flowing, be worthwhile checking it out. Now, a lot of you say, oh, my writing is not that great. It's not that good. It's horrible. You know, that kind of thing. When you practice something like this, like your writing, handwriting, it's going to be tricky at first, but trust me on this one. Once you get into the habit of doing that, on every project that you're working on, I guarantee you that you'll have more ideas, more work done from your mind uh, than simply sitting in front of a computer, gazing at a computer screen. Maybe it's 4K or maybe it's one of those ultra high definition whatever screen that uh, is so bright that it causes probably an eye strain, I would go this route. So this will be my workflow. Handwriting my ideas down, then jumping up on a computer, 
and doing this. Now, there are other ways to approach this, including jotting your thoughts down by recording it in a recorder would be one. But I would recommend handwriting. Give it a try. With that being said, in after the break, what I am going to suggest is, is it really worth getting a job using social media platforms like LinkedIn or something like Mandy.com? Do people really get hired that way? I'm going to share my experience with that one too. So stay tuned. This podcast is brought to you by Spring Whales Productions. Show them you. Welcome back. Now, before the break, I was talking to you about the benefits of handwriting your ideas down on a piece of paper, which, by the way, is pretty cheap and effective, and a pen, then putting it down on a computer, just gazing it, typing it down on a computer, which, by the way, does take freaking ages. However, this segment is all about... Being hired using social media sites like LinkedIn and Mandy.com, especially when it comes to production jobs and screenwriting. Now, I know there's a new player in town, StarNow.com. I've been using it for a while, but I would use it only to hire talent, actors. I would not use it to hire crew or anybody that you need to work on your pr production. Do not recommend that. However, this has been my experience using those platforms so far. When I was looking for work, when I was looking for experience after I graduated from film school, I immediately wanted to go onto websites, all these other websites, uh, trying to get my name out there. I tr I've signed up for Mandy.com. I signed up for LinkedIn. Now, this is where it all, I won't say it comes crashing down. This is all where the rubber met the road. Here's what happened. Every time I apply for a position, let's start with Mandy.com, I got no response. Not even to let me know that I did not get the job. I would have appreciated an excuse for not getting a job than not hearing anything about it. And same was the truth for LinkedIn or Mandy.com. Now, here's the problem. 
You see, there are certain responses that are okay to begin with. They're reasonable. Now, there are responses that I believe are totally illogical and totally nonsensical. And I don't even know why employers still use this or why hires or hiring directors or hiring pro professionals or the HR department that, or the HR manager that does the hiring still uses this. And what am I talking about on that one? I'm talking about when they say, after careful consideration, we've decided not to go ahead, is one of them. I'm not exactly sure, as in I'm pretty skeptical as to how much, quote-unquote, careful consideration took place. Now, I'm not rebelling against these guys. I'm not saying, oh, these guys should have known better kind of thing. No. What I'm trying to see, what I'm trying to get at, when they make, when they send out a response like this, it has no guidance or rather it has no indication as to why I did not get the job. What was it that disqualified me from getting the job? And what I can do better. Now, the worn-out advice of tailoring your resume to the specific job is being turned tossed around. Now, I'm not exactly sure how that fits in with the film industry because I do believe that it's an entirely different format of resume for the film industry. It's different for directors, for actors, production crew, whatnot. But the second thing that I am not entirely sold on or that I find logic in is when they come back and say, thank you for your application. We've received unprecedented amount of applicants for this role or We've received a lot of applications. We've received a lot of interest. Therefore, we're not proceeding with your application. So that's like saying, hey, we're not giving you a chance because we've had too many people apply for the job. I'm like, seriously? I mean, what kind of Crowley-ass demon put you up to that? Now, if that was me, I would avoid saying that altogether to my applicants. I would simply tell them, thank you for your application. You've been great. However, because of this or this, we've disqualified you because it was a requirement. Now, mention that it is a requirement. I will, because this is when I do the hiring. However, 
if a rejection were to come through like that, and it is constructive, okay, that's not a problem. I can move on. Now, I was told before I got my latest job that all these employers and hiring managers are looking for what has been described as the cream of the crop. Like, that's the word, that's the term used for the best of the best. And I totally get that. You're hiring people, you want the most out of your dollar, you want the most out of your money that you pay, so you want to hire the best person for the job. Understandable. But given the fact that these are the responses that people get on these hiring platforms, I would seriously reconsider that. Now, I have not come across any real statistics to suggest what the success rate was when it comes to people being hired via these platforms. Now, luckily for me, I went straight to a recruiter's website when I got the job through them, which was fantastic. Now, when it comes to doing this in the filmmaker or screenwriting world, it's totally different. So my advice, build up a portfolio and let somebody notice you in terms of not, I'm not talking about the mainstream, any, any professional from the mainstream noticing you. I'm talking about the public. I'm talking about your audience. Now, if your audience is talking about you, I would say the that it's into itself can be like an agent or a manager representing you or taking you on board. Now, I know there's a difference between an, a talent agent or a talent manager doing this. But Hollywood's uh, gotten to a point where it's not needed. And I shouldn't think you're going to need Hollywood anyways. You shouldn't be needing a representation. So which is why I would not put stock in finding work through these websites other than putting yourself out using a trusted social media platform. And by trusted, I mean a social media site that's not rigged with trolls and cliches. I'm also going to suggest calling up, 
cold calling, if you're still into it, to find out if there's any opportunities or I would go with networking events, which gives you like that in-person introduction. That's the best way, is my in my opinion. So, with that being said, thank you for joining me for this episode of Saturdays with the Story Dude. Until I talk to you again, don't forget to turn that page.